0: Well, I'm moving on out, out of Florida Headed for Arizona, where we'll stay Moving on out, out of Florida To a place where it's okay to say gay AZ didn't vote for the fascists Like Florida certainly did I know things there won't be perfect I'm really going to miss my kid. While we're driving cross-country, there still are shows to be done. So I'm pulling interviews you may not have heard, and I hope you listen to everyone. While we're moving on out, out of Florida, to Arizona where it's hot as hell. I'll take the sauna over the steam bath. To escape that rhonda DeSantis fascist smell. Welcome back. I'm Nicole Sandler, and I'm still moving. I'm hoping to be back live on the air on Monday, but I'm making no promises, especially since I'm recording this before we even left Florida. So I have no idea where we are right now. Thanks for bearing with me. During the pandemic, people all over the world explored their creativity. I started painting. Many others began doing parody songs and there was one family in the UK in Kent who did that and became a phenomenon. I've been lucky enough to have welcomed the Marsh family on my show a couple of times and have watched the kids grow over the past few years as they seem to be getting even more talented. Today we'll go back to Christmas Eve 2021 for a special hour with the Marsh family. It is Christmas Eve. Welcome to it. I am live. Hi, Nicole Sandler here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, I figured the rest of the talk radio world appears to be on vacation this week. So I thought, well, I'm just another reason for me to be on live. And though I am here physically, the bulk of the program today is on tape. We actually recorded this um, last week. And uh, I'm, I was saving it for today because it deserves a special occasion. Um so, it's the Marsh family who's joining us today. Now, if you've been listening to this show throughout the pandemic, you're very familiar with this family of six from Kent, England, um, who about a year and a half ago, they posted a song parody that the family did of a song from Les Mis. And it was about them being locked in the you know the pandemic, and it just it went viral. And for good reason, you'll see why. And since then, they've been putting out these songs. Now... It's one thing to put out clever parody songs. It's another when the music and the singing and the talent is extraordinary. And the the songwriting is right up there as well. Um, and they just won my heart, but not only me, millions of people around the world. And now they've been embraced in their country. So um, they joined us back in March. It's the first time we got together, and I was so charmed by them. And then I actually got an email from Danielle... A few weeks back telling me about some of the 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 stuff the work that they've done that they've been invited to participate in and it's really impressive so I asked if they'd be up for another i hate to call it an interview more of a conversation and much to my pleasure but they said yes so we taped it last week and um we'll bring that to you today now quick word um the past few years the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day have fallen on weekdays. And so instead of doing a show on those days, I I, I reverted to my disc jockey days and did some music shows. A non-traditional Christmas music, of course, because it's me. Um, so we will have those again this year. Uh, they will run throughout the weekend. I've got two hours worth that'll run on the Progressive Voices Network, which, of course, you can just turn on and leave. Uh, ProgressiveVoices.com Or download the free app And you can take it with you wherever you go But I will also um, Put those two hours of, of music Non-traditional Christmas music Out as a podcast So if you don't already subscribe What are you waiting for? You can do it in any of the places you get your podcasts It's free My show is not behind a paywall Though we do survive off of your donations So uh, if you can afford it I hope you will add in a a a contribution along with your subscription but hey listen share it enjoy and that's how we roll all right so let's not wait any longer you know there's some i said today's going to be a day without politics something ugly happened earlier today with joe biden he took the high road um I guess I, I guess I, instead of teasing you, I should tell you. So he, Jill and Joe Biden are doing this NORAD thing where people can call in with their kids and track Santa's movements. And some jerk is somewhere out there, called, had a conversation with the Bidens, wishes them a happy holiday. And then at the end, he says, let's go, Brandon. And the Bidens, I, I want to say to their credit, Joe Biden said, oh, yeah, let's go, Brandon right back at you or something like that. I think he knows exactly what Let's Go Brandon is. For those who don't know, there was a NASCAR event a month or two ago, and the crowd, you know, typical Trump crowd, was chanting F Joe Biden. It's a family show today, so I'm not saying it, but they said the full word. And one of the announcers in the booth said, oh, listen to that. They're chanting Let's Go Brandon. They weren't chanting Let's Go Brandon at all, and that's now become code for F Joe Biden. So good on Joe Biden for saying, yeah, let's go, Brandon. Ha- Merry Christmas. That's the attitude we're taking today. So the idiots who've come into my Twitter feed to give me a hard time, I'm just blocking them. All right. Now on to the good stuff. You ready? I, I hope you are because I certainly am. Uh, let's let's do it. Take it away. Um Marsh family. All right, here we are. The entirety of the Marsh family is sitting here. Well, the entire um Ben and Danielle and the four kids, Alfie, Thomas, Ella and Tess, Marsh, uh, Marsh are all here. And it, it's so good to see you guys. I was thrilled um, when I heard from you learning about this new production you have. So in addition to all the wonderful videos that have kept many of us sane throughout the almost two years of this pandemic so far, you're now being embraced, I guess, by your fellow countrymen and to help spread the message for other things that are necessary. I'm talking about uh, your new song. It's a parody of Mac the Knife that is done to call attention to um, prostate cancer, yes?
1: Yeah, so we, um, we got in touch. Well, we were contacted by Prostate Cancer UK um,
0: way back in 2020
1: because when we first put together our YouTube channel, it was one of the songs that we put up. We'd done a version of a, well, Ben had written a song for my dad um, after he was thankfully cured a prostate cancer um, a couple of years, well, three years ago now, um, and they contacted us and just wanted to chat about it. So when they reapproached us in October and asked us if we would do something for them to try and raise awareness of um, a cancer which will affect one in eight men, one in four black men, and yet we don't talk very much about because it's seen as being, I don't know, embarrassing or difficult to uh, approach, we decided that if we could do anything to raise awareness, that would be really... A, a, a positive way of, of using some of this uh notoriety or fame that we've attracted in the past uh,
0: 18 months without a doubt now the first one you did was back i guess in 2019 the prostectomy song um that, that you did this is before the pandemic really so before you took off and went viral thanks to all your covid parody songs
2: yeah that's right usually there's lots of uh Small regrets that we have about songs, individual notes being out of tune, what we chose to wear, the dogs getting involved, and then <laughs> when we need to. And in this case, it's one that really grates for me because I call it the prostatectomy song. <laughs> but of course, technically, it should be the prostatectomy song, um, which is the surgical procedure that, that Lils's dad uh, underwent um, successfully, luckily, robotically as well. Mm-hmm. The, the mysteries of, uh, of modern medicine. Um, so yes, it was. A, it was a kind of chipper. Um, Piano-based uh, fun song, a bit, a bit sort of music, a bit of London musical, yeah. music theatre, uh. bit
1: sort of cockney. Yeah, it was intended to be a Christmas present because back in that that time, we it was very unusual for us to not see them at Christmas. But because he just had his operation, we knew we weren't going to see him, so we did this little song and thought, oh, isn't it strange having a Christmas without grandparents? Little did we know what was coming. <laughs> well past Christmas and after announcements today we don't quite know where we are with this Christmas to be perfectly honest but uh, yeah so it was a little song that we put out for him just just for family Um, and then It kind of uh, yeah went up later.
2: But we played played with those words, and we weren't sure at that point what functions granddad was going to have on the other side of the prostatectomy, because obviously it's messing with various internal uh, internal operations. Uh, And we were poking a bit of of fun about that. Um, Prostate cancer wanted to clear it. Prostate cancer UK to to clear it medically. So it was a big biology lesson for me. Really, Um, like many men, I'm I'm 45. um, Like many men my age. uh, embarrassingly i didn't know that much about about my internal organ or how it could go wrong um so yeah eventually we we hit on max the knife uh, which is a cracking swing classic that everybody knows and of course it's a song that there've been so many versions done of that i think people naturally lean into it and kind of accept that it's okay to do it in slightly different ways so ours is definitely a different way of doing it
0: Oh, of course! Now the the video that you did—you're you're all decked out in gorgeous evening wear. You're on a stage. Where did you record this? Uh, we
3: recorded
1: it in Hackney, I think. Yeah, in London. yeah East London, the, the Moss Club,
0: wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, yeah, it was chosen because it had a very sparkly ceiling, and we were <laughs> very exciting to actually leave the house, wasn't
2: it? It's the first video we've done that was outside the outside the house. Yeah, and there was lots of exciting features of doing it, wasn't there? What was it, Tess? What were you excited by?
3: Um, I was excited by all the makeup and the sparkly dresses and sparkly outfits.
0: And Tess had very sparkly shoes. Ah. So- well, you looked gorgeous, all of you. You looked wonderful. I'm going to play the video.
2: Hello, a large, white one.
4: Oh, the prostate, it's a gland dear, and it's hidden. Has a shelf life That's hard to predate Cause we keep it
5: Not
6: kind of T shaped
5: near the bladder and rectum. The fancy gloves, oh, where's the doctor? If they check it, sticking fingers up your skip it or it's
6: a
0: So Prostate Cancer UK contacted you and asked if you wanted to do a project with them based on the first video you did.
1: Basically, yeah. They said um, they have a campaign, they have different themes of campaigns throughout the year and December is about families and about getting other members of the family to put perhaps a little pressure on dads or uncles or brothers or, you know, grandfathers and ask them the questions that perhaps they're not prepared to ask themselves. So um, they came to us and said, would you do something that was kind of a bit humorous that we could then uh, sort of start conversations with? And yeah, we we were more than happy to do it and it's ended up being, yeah, a really good, positive experience that we've uh yeah we've really enjoyed doing and we've spoken more about prostates in the past two weeks or so than ever uh, we would have ever imagined
2: i mean but. obviously the healthcare situation in the uk very different from in the in the <laughs> states and we have uh, the national health service but um but in spite of that centralized operation which effectively offers insurance and cover for everyone in the country um because of the pandemic tens of thousands of cancer referrals that you'd normally expect to be going through the system have not been happening because right. people have Reticent. Um, sometimes people have, you know, not wanted to leave their homes. And in other occasions, we all know how much stress the healthcare system's been through, and people have kind of said, "Well, I'm just going to keep that to myself." But fundamentally, with an aging population, you know, that's causing a massive problem. So it's really important, actually, for all types of cancer, but especially for ones that people are embarrassed about, because for whatever reason, they challenge notions of masculinity or they're, they're awkward yeah. um, it's really important to, to kind of push people to just just confront them and kind of get on with the first steps to, to getting tested and, and so we were trying to raise attention, um, but also as we do in other videos, you know, poke, poke fun at things a, a little bit, um, hopefully without making people feel uncomfortable. No, you do
0: you do it in such a wonderful way that you we smile and we laugh and you're, we're just charmed by you. I'm sorry, Danielle, you were going to say something.
1: I was just going to say that it was interesting in a way to us because, because of my dad's experience, but my dad's a doctor and yet he still didn't go when he should have done. He knew there was something, he didn't act on it. Thankfully, he was in time, but he really nearly wasn't. So it it was even more of a kind of a, a reason for us to kind of push this because if people who have this, you know, knowledge and expertise Still aren't taking those steps, and you can imagine that an awful lot of people are just imagining that it's probably nothing, and I don't want to be a bother. And and so, yeah, anything that we could do to kind of really push that and say it is not, uh, you know, to find out that there is no problem is the positive. To wait too long and find out that you have sadly left it too late is is you know not not an experience we want anybody
0: to have. So, oh, absolutely not. And in fact, uh, I'm a lung cancer survivor, and thankfully we found my cancer very early, so I, I had surgery to remove most of my left lung but I didn't have to have chemo or radiation or anything like that so early detection is the best thing and and the way you do that is by going to the doctor I know during the pandemic a lot of people didn't hopefully um we'll get back to that now but this song isn't your first you, you said this was the first video you shot outside but you did have a performance outside during comic relief during red nose day i think the first time we spoke you had just finished that and i got to see the video after that and it was wonderful now you also got to dress up but you had new pajamas for that yes yeah
1: that was uh, a it was cool what do you
0: think about that?
3: Um, it was very exciting, especially since we'd been in the house most of the time before it. Um, but yeah, we got a taxi in the early morning and then drove down and it was very exciting because there were lots of celebrities. We met Rag and Bone Man, I think
1: it was. Yeah, a big singer that ran near us. What was your favourite bit about the comic relief test?
3: Um, well overall it was just like the first time we've been like out out in like a long time during the pandemic and it was just very exciting to go in a taxi <laughs> a, bonus. to go to such a good place and I can't believe we were doing such a big thing at being on T V. Yeah. Um, it was really nerve
2: wracking though boys wasn't it like, and you we had to suddenly think about because we weren't going to have like when we're at home if it goes wrong someone has a meltdown we just say okay we'll try it again tomorrow but obviously in those situations suddenly you have to deliver
7: yeah i think we were surprised as well because we, we did it in like uh two takes and it, we're all kind of expecting to have a a few more to do and i think it was also like the prostate cancer video and all that was all different to the comic relief as well because it's it's when you've been kind of in your home for a long time and kind of doing the same thing, but from your own house. And then suddenly there's kind of loads of people fussing over you and getting
1: things ready. And it's, it's just a very strange transition. But it was still, yeah, great experience. And the actual lights and, and standing right. up... Was really and actually, what um, um Richard Curtis, who organises Comic Relief, who's a big director and very famous, very famous, cool guy, had been the one that had kind of contacted us to sort of say, would we come and be a part of it? So we stood up on that stage and began to perform, and, and they just wanted to kind of check that the cameras and, and everything were right. And we paused for a second, and suddenly Richard Curtis and his wife Emma Freud appeared at the front of the stage and said, "We're here to watch you," because obviously we were very limited in the numbers that we could have. Unfortunately, Tess, who'd taken massive advantage of the fact. That we had a very lovely lady who was bringing us drinks had possibly had a few too many drinks. So she just turned to Ben and said, "Not, not you, alcoholic drinks.
2: No,
1: no, could you take me to the toilet?" So Ben had been taken off with Tess, and I had this conversation with Richard Curtis, which I was all a bit, "Oh my goodness!" Well, I nowhere to be found. And then Ben came back, and I was like, "Richard Curtis?" Is and then we just had to go in straight into the song. So knowing that they were out there in the darkness as well was really really cool. But no, it was it, that was another moment that you kind of pinch yourself about and you think whatever else happens when we are older and greyer than we are now we will remember that we did that and it was yeah, it was a very cool thing to have done. Aversion's most famous family tens of thousands of online followers
6: over
4: 30 million views across socials out of their house for one night only, but still in their pyjamas
6: the man Family. <laughs>
4: And it's a little bit lonely. No one's ever coming round. Third lockdown. 2021, we bet we'd all be outside, but I'm still listening to the sound of their tears. Third lockdown. Every day I'm treated like I am home service, but they mess
6: it in the blink of an eye. Third lockdown. Every now and then we get a little bit terrified of when we think she's gonna let by. Third lockdown.
5: Time flies. Tell the days apart God, Say we're totally
6: fixed where we are
5: From the charts, nothing we can
6: say,
1: are totally fits where we are. I, w- I would say that we've had a lot of people kind of assuming that for some, like, these children are different to other children, They complain about a practice like <laughs> children. They don't want to do things. They and I think some people sort of think that they yeah, we've magically sprinkled them with music dust and they just say, Mummy, I'd like to play, I'd like to practice for an hour and a half and it really isn't like that. But in our lives it is quite an important thing to do and Every time they've sort of gone, oh, I don't really want to, or can I stop? We've just said, no, no, this is something that we'll keep giving. And and thankfully, they've, they've listened to us, and they've been brilliant. And actually, Tess's biggest achievement... Yeah, what's, your, what's weeks, your week been like? What did you do?
3: Um, I passed my violin grade two exam with a high merits.
2: Yeah, very good.
3: I also passed my singing grade three exam with a distinction.
2: So, <laughs> Which was way less... Uh, you know, actually way more stressful than doing comic relief or, I or it. getting through grade two violin. Um, but uh, no, it's just about, it's about knocking down. And, you know, the, the practice is the same with anything really, I suppose, with, with sports. It's part of But what's been lovely about the journey that we've ended up having accidentally is that they, they, they know there's a reason in, in a way now. They, I mean, we, we play these instruments and we sing these songs and we always did before. And it's about ourselves and our family. Um, but what's lovely for them is the possibility now that that others. So, like, I think we have to we have to bully and bribe them less than we used to. Probably that's
7: right. <laughs> it's obviously you know, we're, like Mum says, we're, we're no different to other children. Like we we complain about practice, but I think you know, like you said, with us touching all these people's lives, it's like I think it's become important to us as well through this pandemic, and you know, I think it will through the rest of our lives. I think
1: music's just kind of a really good way of, you know, doing so many things. I think a lot of the the songs that we've done, we haven't necessarily said, well, oh, let's write another funny song about. It's often been stuff that's been going on in the news or stuff that we've spoken about or hopes that we've got. We did one at the end of last summer holidays where we, I know them too well, which was uh-huh. like back to school we're looking forward to that and then obviously things have changed and and so a lot of the time it's conversations that we've been having with one another and trying to understand some of the stuff that's going on in the world um and apart from the the other the other part of the the release with the the Prostate Cancer UK which is the Christmas song that Ben wrote um, those, those ones have kind of come out of. A, I want to write something about most of the rest of them are born out of conversations, things that are going on in the news. And some of them, yeah, some of them are easier to make fun of than others. But smiling or at least laughing a, a little bit at them has made it a little bit easier for us, never mind for anybody else who's watching it.
0: Oh yes, now, now one of you mentioned uh, something, an announcement that was made today. I'm wondering what the situation is like over there. Over here, we have another search happening. It was it quieted down. It looked like maybe we were. It was going to end and then Omicron comes in, although the hospitals are full and they said that it's still the Delta variant. So the Omicron surge, they say, won't really hit until January here. So here we go again. What now? What do they say there today?
2: You know, we just had a major kind of emergency announcement from the prime minister and the, and the health officials here. So we tragically today we hit the highest number of Um, recorded infections in one day so Omicron is really here it's become apparent is how quickly it's overtaking and sort of sweeping through so the projections are all a little bit um alarming at the at the moment, I mean there is some hope that it will be um less virulent in it in a sense um than than perhaps the delta infection, but there isn't that much evidence to back that up yet, mm. and so all of the projections are about very high levels of hospitalization uh, to the point where it might overwhelm health services um so we're already reintroducing legislation to bring obligatory masks back um vaccine passports for for big events and the, and the the warning was you know absolutely prioritize um, uh, one or two small gatherings over Christmas, but right. unfortunately, cancelled again. Yeah,
1: they, they said um, that. The, the omicron variant is now the, the the most established one in london so we've gone from it being a few cases two weeks ago it's doubling every two days now they say so they think it will uh, yeah we could be up to a million cases by sort of the end of the month so yeah right. it's suddenly going back to a very scary situation and even if the infections when people vaccinated people get them are less bad if that many more people are getting them then it says you know that it stands to reason that there are going to be a lot of people hospitalized and there just isn't the Space. and um, it's not that the other not that delta was any better and that there are actually uh, are people uh, you know beds spare so it's all being yeah it's all becoming a little bit bleak and scary again um just as we're coming to the end of term yeah.
0: and time it's yeah. hard now are the kids back in school or are you learning at home again
7: uh no we've been in school for a while now i think we're getting a bit worried obviously we're coming to the end of term now but yeah another lockdown could be looming and no one's really sure what's going on at the
1: moment but yeah, for now we are still in school, and hopefully we'll be. You know. It's been, it's been, that's been kind of a really tricky thing because obviously a lot of the adults in the country were vaccinated, and we were lucky that our big three were all vaccinated. Um, but the younger ones still aren't able to be vaccinated here, and it really has. It's been coming from schools. That's oh where wow. it's. Really, yeah, the teachers, I feel terribly sorry for having been a teacher in my uh, former life. Is that um, yeah they. They got the, the, their jabs early on. Didn't get their boosters because a lot of them were under fifty when that was the that was the prerequisite. And yeah, there's a lot. I think half of their music department was out a couple of weeks ago with it and stuff. So yeah, it's it's just uh, it's it's in a way you could see the wave coming. We didn't know Omicron was going to be in the offing, but yeah, it it it's not it's not nice even if you know kind of how it
2: feels. I, I feel like we're partly responsible because for the first time in our lives we booked Christmas dinner out. <laughs> We we booked a pub down the road, um, which looked like it was amazing, lovely Christmas. We've never done it before, but obviously it means you don't have to do all the washing up and stuff like that. So the third time we tried it, we were almost certain to have jinxed for the whole world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I don't think that's what happened, but I I understand the feeling because I've been there too. Now, do you realize I, I used, I actually sent out... Your take on uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah today to an old friend of mine. It's Have the New Jab, which is one of my favorite of your songs because I, I love the original and you just do such a wonderful job with it. Your voices, girls, are incredible. And I have a friend, an old friend, who should know better, but she refuses to get vaccinated. And I've been arguing with her and I thought, you know what, I need to take a different tact. So today I sent her your Have the New Jab video. I posted it on her Facebook page, and I said, "Michelle, you need to listen to this." <laughs> um, you know, I'm hoping that something will knock her into reality. Do you have the same thing over there with the, the the these crazy conspiracy theories and the and the vaccine deniers and that?
3: Yeah, I mean, there have been lots of messages through YouTube. Dad's got a filter where he reads the messages before he lets them through, and there have been quite a few people that obviously don't agree with it for either religious reasons or just because they scared or don't want to get it or believe the conspiracies but yeah it's extremely important that people get it and get the booster especially now to help stop and
1: prevent uh, variants like omicron from taking over and we actually did have an experience right at the beginning Uh, so once they said that they were going to vaccinate the under 16s the 12 to 16 there was a a contingent of anti-vaxxers who decided to target the secondary schools so they were all still Outside all the kids' schools, sort of shouting terrible, I mean, awful things, right? If your parents loved you, they wouldn't, you know, that kind of non-deficient. They Um, put um, out like pamphlets and like,
3: and one of my friends took one and I was just looking through it and all the information was just false they'd obviously got it from like random sites that were like from 2017 and hadn't been updated but But it's
1: just yeah there are people who who want to spread this and then there are people who don't know where to look for the information and would rather say no than potentially risk anything and those are the people who we were looking to talk to with things like have the new jab and I suppose to some degree with things like the prostate at the 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 night, it's about giving People that opportunity to say, so it's definitely not going to affect my children's fertility, or it's definitely (laughs) not like they don't feel confident to necessarily Google that because you know the rabbit holes that you might end up going down if you do, but there are people who just want to check those things and don't know where to go for that and, and don't know that, that that those things are you know, legitimate if somebody's put it out there to ask those questions. But fundamentally, yes, if you trust those doctors when you go in and they say you need this operation or you need to have this done, then trust them with this. Like I don't understand why we would assume that all those nurses and doctors who we in this country went and clapped for and said thank you so much to are going to make up stuff um, and try and get us injected with something that's going to do anything other than make us more resilient and hopefully save us from this horrible illness which yes to us might be just unpleasant but to other people will be deadly and that's what we're doing everything for in this pandemic we're not doing it for ourselves we're doing it for the people that we might not know who are going to brush past and potentially infect and we've got to see everybody is being in this together otherwise we are in you know a really difficult place i heard
6: there was- that covid vaccines were unprofit or brutal to really censor and control you well it goes like this a so fourth or fifth of people might have for this the thing is strong and they've yielded proof you won't go scales or camel's hooves they duly checked with trials and then approved them it's biological warfare they broke all records but still took care so please do not refuse to have the new jam have the new jam have the new, jam. Have the new Ya Get about the ones who put the snobs inside. Some shot at his mistake have the new job. Have the new job.
0: I'm wondering, now that you guys have had a taste of fame, you kids, um, do any of you want to make this a profession? Are you looking to uh, be professional musicians, or do is it too early yet to tell?
7: I, I mean, think, certainly for me, it's too early to tell. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I have no idea what I want to do at the moment, especially with all this COVID stuff going on. So, yeah, I, I personally, I'm not sure. I guess for now, we're just going to see where it takes us, but... I-
3: yeah. I mean I, I've always enjoyed kind of musical theatre and acting and singing. So it's definitely a possibility for me, I think. Um, along with being an epidemiologist. They're my two things <sighs> at the minute.
1: Wow, nice. <laughs> what about you, Tess? Would you like to go play music further?
3: Um well, I would like to uh, keep doing music because it's always a thing we've done and it's just really enjoyable and I will always do music, but I think my heart's still set on being a vet.
0: A vet. So, uh, child after my own heart, yes. And Alfie? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of ironic, but I,
7: like Thomas, have absolutely no idea uh, what I want to do and uh, at a point where, um, I mean, uh, the year I'm in now is the year where I've got to pick what I want to, to kind of choose to do to go forward and... Uh, A level over here. I think it's called. I Don't know if it's the same thing over over there. But um, yeah, so I still have absolutely no idea uh, what I want to do. Um, it, it might be music, but at the moment, I don't think that will probably be the kind of first thing I'm I'm thinking of in terms of my my uh, my passion to, uh, academically.
1: So. Possible, but
0: we're
1: not ruling anything out. But we're not ruling
7: anything in. Cool. Um, well, no. you,
0: and you don't have to decide yet. That's the beautiful thing. You can just enjoy it and go through and learn, and you know, expand your horizons. Now, do any of the kids contribute the lyrics? I know Ben, you write most of the lyrics, and they are clever. Uh, some of them, you know, you you go right up to the edge, knowing you're dealing with children here. But you, and you, it's it's like a Disney movie. It works on uh, on numerous levels. So it's, so the older people get it, and the younger people. People Get it maybe with a different spin.
3: Well, we don't as much write it as we do say we don't want to do it or say it.
2: <laughs> yeah, we write, right.
3: write a draft and then we'll go through and say, I don't want to sing that line. Someone else has to sing this and change it around a bit. I think um,
1: there was a couple of songs. Uh, sometimes it's the song choices where mo- a lot of the time Ben will come and say, What do you think about this? Um, and it's yeah, sometimes it's like, mm, No. But I think. Um, you came up with the the Lion tonight. The lion the lion sleeps tonight that we did about takeaway food. Um,
0: love it. Around the kitchen table. It was wonderful. Yes. We,
4: we
6: We're
0: Takeaway food. Um, Love it. Around the kitchen table. It was wonderful. Yes.
1: Uh, totally fixed where we are. I, I was the big Bonnie Tyler fan who said uh-huh. this. I loved that one. But most of them, um, yeah, we might alter a few words here and there. But to be perfectly honest, yeah, Ben is Ben is the driving force behind that. And uh, we are me applauds in his game. <laughs> I think,
3: I think for the Moana one though, it was like me or Tess watching the film and Dad came through and heard the song and he thought it would be a good one to do.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of them are born out of uh, things that um, songs that we like or that, that the kids have listened to or that we have come up again. Um, and yeah, you can sort of see when when Ben sort of suddenly goes, "Oh, this could work," <laughs> and then off and have a very long bath and come back and say, "I've got some lyrics. What do you think?"
2: But wow. <laughs> The uh, recent release has also been a chance to try something a bit different because it's the, because of the audio quality and we got it. We recorded it all at home, but we got it mixed remotely as everybody can now uh, at studio quality. So that's quite kind of exciting and a slightly different possibility to get that kind of proper sound and proper videos made. So it's a bit of an experiment at the moment to see whether people are interested in it and to see whether it's something that we can take. Forwards as well, you know. At the moment, without any support, we're trying to do it all independently. But it is that they might not know about jobs. But it feels like I've I've now added about six different jobs to my life because I'm now a studio engineer, the IT person, as well as the lyricist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm absolutely knackered. I'm, I'm just looking forward to <laughs> yeah. Christmas Day and just eat up yeah. and do I'm planning to do absolutely nothing apart from eat and drink that day. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: when 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 Ben came back, I think it was it was late August. We were talking about a strange weather events, and in August we went. To to a little um there's a little festival that's held near us and we've gone there one night and we we had a, a, a properly big storm I and mean, we nothing very exciting normally happens weatherwise here but
2: it was I huge. don't think you can say that to people in Florida. No we had, had this discussion.
1: <laughs> and so just going back to the fact that Kent is not massively exciting when it comes to weather but we did have this enormous, enormous storm. Okay. And it blew all of our uh, electricity and all of our internet and we were up with you know burnt everybody's um hubs and everything else and Ben said I'm thinking about writing a Christmas song and we were saying it's August, and, and <laughs> this—the the beginning of "Bring Us a Candle" came from that that conversation about that, and then about Christmases and and what Christmas was like last year, and possibly what it's going to be like this year. But yeah, those—that was the opportunity where you had more time to actually put down what you were thinking, and we all discussed what it meant to us, and and actually start to finish a whole song as opposed to saying here's the music and how can we uh, how can we alter that. So it's been a different experience, but it has been. Equally interesting um to actually go go at it from a different angle, I suppose. Okay, can press play. Right, let's do it. Come on, please stop your name. Come on, it's Christmas, smile. I I Christmas, you know Come on, right. why let's, do you take like me? tree. Who right. mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Who's done this this, this time? <laughs>
4: Plus a candle the power went off when the lightning struck
6: we endlessly waited in circles and watched as supplies burnt up it was some kind of madness that just
4: at the dawn never reaching the end of a sentence that no one deserved after all
5: Riding out the storm Now the clocks don't
0: roll. They're showing it's 19 forever. We can't get the hands to turn. It was some kind of madness that
6: stands at the dawn. Never reaching the end of our journey.
5: ¡Suscríbete
0: from any of the people whose songs you covered? Like Elton John, you did Goodbye Pandemic Road or, or, or um, Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, you did Father and Son, which was always one of my favorite songs. Uh, you ever hear from any of those artists?
7: Uh, yeah, there was one that we did just, there was the one before uh, the One Day More went crazy. But yeah, there was, we did uh, the opening song to Tangled. Uh, and Disney. Yeah, and uh, we got, we uh, got, a response from the guy that wrote the song, saying that he really enjoyed Alfie's bass playing, <laughs> which was the highlight of
1: Alfie's pandemic. That but, was that was literally like day two of the of the lockdown that we did. That was the first thing we did. Um, uh, uh, yeah, a take on the uh, beginning of that uh, Tangled film, and yeah, we've had. A few we spoke to Bonnie
2: Tyler, which was yeah. amazing. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and some other people have kind of been in touch and are now, you know, I have occasional conversations with that feel very surreal. Um, Mira Savino, who's absolutely fabulous, kind of occasionally that really like to bring us a Canton song, and it's just like, that still feels very yeah. surreal that you're at a really close point of interconnection with somebody that feels in a different stratosphere. Yeah, um, But I suppose it's kind of one of the positives of the pandemic is that sense, while we're all profoundly disconnected, that actually we're finding different ways to kind of connect up and we need to do that yeah, yeah and that
1: was that's certainly what we we found over the past particularly this past year as things looked to be getting better here and we were just kind of moving on with our lives but things in the southern hemisphere particularly in australia and new zealand were obviously getting more difficult we suddenly that people found us on the internet again and we suddenly sort of started being contacted by australia and new zealand and we'd done some telly for uh, new zealand i think back in september whilst we were kind of still in that hopeful phase that we were we were moving out of the, the the situation that we're now back in. Um, so yeah, it has, it, when you're only talking to your friends, like, you know, through a computer screen, then people being in Australia, it's not that much different to whether they're, you know, in the same country as you, you just can't visit them. So it has felt
0: strangely like it's brought those kind of people uh, together to, um, in a way that we wouldn't have imagined. Well, absolutely. And, and look, that's what happened with us when I found you and I just I started watching the videos. And now when you have a new one and I say to my listeners, oh, there's a new uh, Marsh, song, Marsh family video, people get excited. You have a lot of fans. You have brought something wonderful, like a really bright spot to a very dark point in history. This has been a rough few years, and it it looks like it's not going to let up in a major way anytime very soon. And, you know, I mentioned earlier the pandemic silver lining. You guys are one of those. There are a few of them. Like like I said, I discovered I could paint (laughs) at 60 years old. Who knew? But uh, what you guys are doing is you are, you're bringing joy to the world. You're giving enjoyment to people. And you're, you're, making us feel not so bad about something that's pretty horrible and that's that's huge and I got to thank you I thank you on behalf of all my listeners and and everybody I know who I've introduced you to who all love you so thank you um and I hope you keep doing it because it's just it's a wonderful slice of life and it lets us forget the ugliness for at least the four or five minutes when you're doing a on oh
1: that's very kind and yeah um Ben and the boys have been working on a new song, which we may be bringing out. So not necessarily pandemic related, but uh, what's the new one?
2: It's going to be a funk song about the menopause if we can get it past past quality control and she's happy to sing about it. So we're going to really start testing the thresholds of embarrassment and what it's okay to put out there or not.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. You know, I did meet, I met one other woman who does parody songs who's in, in uh, New Zealand. Her name is Shirley Sherbonne. Yeah,
1: we've seen her uh, brilliant. I think she was a Bohemian. Was
0: she the Bohemian
2: Bohemian yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so I men said, uh, yeah, we're going to write a family version of it's, I think it's more the family singing to me as opposed to me. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: well. I've been there, done that, so I look forward to that as well. No, it's it's just, it's wonderful, and I, and I it's, meeting you guys has been such a pleasure, and I hope one day to be able to do it in person. I, I love, be lovely. love to make it. I miss all, all my friends in the States, yeah. it's been
2: two years now, and obviously as a early American historian, those archives are calling, it's very frustrating. Yeah, he's
1: getting very twitchy so he's having to occupy himself writing songs at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to uh, let him loose in in an archive again soon in the States. Please,
0: and if you ever can come visit, I'll meet you guys in Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) All see you. well have a wonderful Christmas and yeah, hopefully a healthy new year. Well, thank you, the same to you and thank you again for all you do. You bring, I know it's the season, you bring joy to the world. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you, you very much. the audience. Thank That's you. So cool. My care.
4: pleasure. It's now time to rehydrate. Just relax. You look queasy. You're still drunk. That's your fault. Don't mix lager with pronto. Find a shirt. Better shot. If you once have a coffee, look at you. You are old, stale, and braggy. You could once have big nights out, and recovery was easy. you become in lockdown like a daisy So next time, don't drink a lot. Don't drink everything they've got For you'll be filled with shame and sorrow When your liver's shot.
5: How can I show self-restraint When I get to see my mates again It's almost been a year since they saw
6: Into through her fingers all the time She tried to catch up after air. She reached her limit into through her fingers all the time Did I really see off town that wine? First time I drink, I should be slow away She kept on going into through her fingers all the time
4: It's your turn to feel ashamed away, Passing away. gas like a donkey Show your sons what results know. When too much has I've been
5: consumed.
4: Trying to decisions. dance, falling down Making I out know. like you're not married Look oh, A role model, model
5: from 1980 Seeing only friends who had fi was hard, and at last we've been rewarded. drank all night and fell asleep. I snored like a mountain sheep. Now I'm in pain, but I know it will only last a day. I hope.